third chapter. Jeremiah 3. We uh, talked about fighting this battle. What it really means. A lot of folks have some strange ideas of what it means nowadays. And so often we can see just from our text in Matthew 16 how religious people had it so mixed up. They didn't really, uh, they were far, far, far from what God was really intending in their lives. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. We wanted to just preach something a little more upbeat tonight. That's really not my desire to just do my will. I want God's will to be done. So uh, we're just going to obey God. And I thank you for praying for me. I thank you for praying. I take this seriously that you would be helped and ministered to. And it's not, we're not seeking to preach a masterpiece or something that's just going to to, to be anything but the will of God. All right. Amen. So let's pray again. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth. Thank you, Lord God, for a foundation under our lives that as the shaking is going on all around us, God, that we can have a stability, that we can have a firm foundation under us, Lord, and not be moved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that stability that you have placed in our lives, God. I pray, Lord, that you would speak through me, God. Help me to just stay out of your way and that you would talk to us tonight, Lord, and that everyone would have an ear to hear what your spirit would say. So often, Lord, you told us in your word to be careful how we hear. And, Lord, help us to hear your heart, your your spirit, Lord, your direction. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. We've, uh, hallelujah, we believe God gives us a, a new tongue, praise the Lord, gives us a new song, and God cleanses that old life, and old things pass away, behold, all things become new. So I believe the way a Christian talks, like a brother was talking about tonight, there's an identity in that. There's an identity of, of heaven in that, and glorifying God in that. But I am going to talk about a dirty word tonight. Praise the Lord. I'm going to talk about a very dirty word. We don't like to use it very often, but it's in the Bible. Jeremiah 3 verse 12 says, go and proclaim these words toward the north. Now, that's the tribes of Israel that split in the days of Jeroboam. There were 10 northern tribes that is referred to in this context as Israel. The two southern tribes were Judah. And God says, let's talk to the north now and say, return thou. Here's that word backsliding Israel. What an ugly word. Return thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord. I, and I will not cause my anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Here he is reaching out to somebody that's not where they need to be. Only acknowledge thine iniquity. There it is. Look at yourself, look at your own sins and acknowledge them that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God and hast scattered thy ways to strangers under every green tree. So often in the Bible, their idolatry was in groves. That's what the heathen did. They would bow and bend under green trees or a group, small groups of green trees. You go on in Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, he talks about that, doesn't he? He says, don't learn the way of the heathen. Well, what do the heathen do? What, what are their ways? Well, they take a green tree. They cut it down, the workmen, uh, with an axe and bring it into their house and deck it with silver and gold. He said, don't learn their ways. That's not, that's, that's not my way. You worship me in spirit and in truth. Well, that's another message, I guess. Acknowledge thine iniquity, verse 13, and thou hast transgressed the 
against the Lord thy God, scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree, and thou hast not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. We sang, thank you for your patience, but uh, we sang a little bit, obey God. Obey God. Amen. You know how some people, it's so easy not to obey God because you're not listening. You just want to do what you want to do. You like to pray like you like to pray, worship. That's good enough, God. Well, how do you obey God if you're not listening to him? But he said, now, listen, you backslid. I want you to obey me. You haven't obeyed me. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one from a city, two from a family, two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. God bless you. You can be seated. We don't like to talk about it, but, you know, it is so important. I think not only in a general sense, but I believe it's important in an individual sense to be able to examine ourselves and make sure, hey, I don't want to go wrong. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to backslide. Amen. I know a lot of folks, I hear it so often. It's un, it's unbelievable how often I hear Christians say, well, who am I to judge? Well, if the church doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. Now, I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want to have an attitude that tears people down, makes them feel small. But to know the difference between right and wrong, oh, absolutely. But more importantly, I need to be able, I believe the Matthew 7 passage, which says, judge not lest you be judged. You need to go on and read the whole passage and realize that it's more about judging yourselves. Before you start pointing a finger, you better take care of yourself. Now, that doesn't mean, oh, so I'm always awful, so I got to let everybody else be awful. No, stop being awful. Judge the words you speak. Amen. Amen. Before you start looking at anybody in your life, but it's gone. Change the words you speak and say, hey, that doesn't sound like a Christian. Change your, your attitude of, of complaining and fault finding to faith and promises of God that you're focused on. Take all the sins, the weights, the Bible says. Don't just say, oh, it's okay. Set it aside. Lay it aside. Repent. He said, take the beam out of your eye and then help your brother get that moat out. See, a moat looks pretty bad for a hypocrite. He picks apart everybody and everything and sees all the problems. But get, take care of yourself. And he said, then you can help somebody. Then you can help. The same judgment you're going to meet out, you're going to receive. But if you start with yourself and start saying, Lord, help me do better, you can help somebody else. So we need to be good at looking at ourselves in the mirror. Don't be like the forgetful here James talks about. Look in the mirror and say, okay, there's some things, God, you're pointing out in me. I need to take care of that once and for all. Now, you told me before I started, but I stopped. I started, but I stopped. Stop. Get serious with God. But he's talking to Israel. He's talking to some of his people, people of his covenant. And he's saying, you need to return to me. You need to get things right. You need to repent of your transgressions. And um, like I said, uh, it couldn't have been just more on the target for what the Lord laid on my heart tonight with Brother Mike's testimony. But uh, it'd be wise to, to think about that. Hey, I've seen folks mess up that I never thought would mess up. Right. Seen people really blow it that I never expected to blow it. Right. The dumb thing would be to say, ah, that'll never happen to me. I'm smarter than that. You think David was smarter than that? Right. Solomon had a lot of wisdom. Yes, sir. He, uh, he backslid. Praise God. Saul was a great king, a great leader. He, he backslid. Yes, right. 
Judas walked with Jesus. I know, you know, uh, we got no kind things to say about Judas, but for, you know, three years practically, he, he was casting out devils, healing the sick, and cleansing the leper. Yes, sir. Not everybody says, Lord, Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Right. He said, well, we, you know, cast out devils. We healed the sick. We did many mighty works in your name. He said, depart from me. I never knew you. So it would be very foolish not to be able to consider yourself and say, okay, God, I'm made out of the same stuff as those people. And, and uh, to consider, what are the steps to that? I said this morning, it doesn't happen overnight. And I really thought this morning I said enough in this. I had some things in my notes uh, that I keep, uh, that I feel like God lays on my heart. And I thought this morning what I said in the message would have just kind of crossed that out and it was taken care of. But it, I couldn't get away from it. We need to kind of focus in on this a little bit. And look at some of the things, some of the very commonalities in someone who is heading the wrong direction. Praise God. Some of the commonalities of falling away. A uh, more theological term is apostasy. Folks that say it can't happen. You look around. Say, well, you know, if they fell away from it, did they ever really have it? That's an easy... uh, excuse praise god and i know sitting here right now it seems like how how can anybody really truly have it and then walk away from it but i'll tell you something it doesn't happen that way amen it happens slowly i have told you this so many times i've seen tombstones uh took a walk out back uh when I was very young, still at home, out back through some fields of a farmer and i and I saw some something up against uh, a a a tree, a row of trees, and I looked, and it was old, old gravestones. I don't know if you've ever walked through a graveyard or looked at old tombstones. Some of these were back from the 1700s. I don't know where they came from. If there was a small little uh, plot there, there that, that people were buried, and they they farmed over it and moved the headstones. But most of what I saw in this solid uh, stone was very hard to read. You know, just a light rain and wind blowing can erode marble and and just tear it away. And that's generally what happens to our faith. It's a small, slow process that if you're not careful to be renewed and refilled and revived, amen, that you too can erode and uh, find yourself slowly losing faith. And that's the question I ask for people that don't believe in apostasy. Can you be safe without faith? Say without faith, it's impossible to please God. We're saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. So if that's the case, praise God. Can you can you have faith and lose that faith? I've seen it happen. I've seen folks say, I believe God and stand on faith and see miracles happen. But then they face difficulties, they face trials, and they start to question God and question his, his plan in their lives and, and start to lose their faith in what God said because they get their eyes on situations and circumstances rather than the word of God. Jeremiah uh, 3, if you back up into verse 10, he's now addressing the, uh, the two southern tribes of Judah. And he says, and yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart, but feignedly, saith the Lord. 
feignedly is kind of just a shallow kind of make-believe. Being a hypocrite, faking it, amen. Going through the motions. I've only got three points, and I'm not going to take a lot of time tonight. But the first thing that I, I want to bring to you is that to make it in this battle, to make it in this journey that has valleys and difficulties and storms, you've got to be connected Amen. to the Spirit of God. Yes. Brother Dave talked about being plugged in. Amen. The idea of when prayer is, it's prayer time, it's not shallow, it's not feignedly, if you will. But you're plugged in. There's humility. There's Your spirit is in connection with God's spirit. There's a difference. You can say you prayed. Praise God. But did you, did you, was it an effectual, fervent prayer? Are you distracted? Hey, it can be at home. It can be in church. But, you know, when it ought to be something you, you are easily touched. Not something shallow, but not, oh, come on, I, I need a better song, or I need, a, I need somebody to, to whip up the, the, the service. No, I, I know God, I love God, and, and I know how to enter into prayer. Amen. I know how to have a heart-to-heart talk with my friend, and it doesn't happen once in a blue moon. Amen. When I worship God, and it ought to be never shallow. But, oh, it, uh, when you get a hold of God and you have a real transformation, you're not ashamed to lift up your hands and love him. You're not thinking about what somebody else is saying. You can make a joyful noise and somebody doesn't have to beat it out of you. Amen. It doesn't have to be, come on, let's praise God. Come on, come on, let's do this. Come on, come on and whip up a, a crowd. You know, that's what a lot of things that are called worship are. You can go to a rock concert and get the same thing, man. I'll tell you what, you can go to a sporting event, they're doing the wave. Amen. They're dancing and shouting to their their idols. Amen. That's not what church is. We're not trying to flip those switches. We're not trying to have a carnal show of something that affects our emotions. We're trying to just lift our hearts up to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, it, It shouldn't have to. I thank God. Like I said, I don't ever, please, please, please don't ever think I'm trying to put down the music or the, the musicians that we have. We're so thankful for you. And I, I, I like drums. Amen. And I like, we'd like to have more. Praise God. But, but it doesn't take all that just to, you can feel that sometimes. I know what it's like. But it's got to be past that. You know, you ought to be able, we ought to just be able to stand up and start saying on a hill far away. Stood an old rugged cross and be able to touch God and love God for, because we know why we're doing it. The word of God being preached. I, 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 I do question folks that just seem like they can get into music, but the word of God, it seems like they're a million miles away. You ought to, you ought to be able to connect with that. You ought to be able to plug into that. Amen. When you are not connected, it is so much easier because this is what God talked about doing this on a spiritual level. It's not on on a surface. It's not a routine. It's not a good habit. It's something that we plug into and and every part of what we do in God is is led by the spirit. It's directed by the spirit. It's obeying God. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. If uh, if you're you're. 
in the spirit, you, you, you can obey God where he'll say, come on, step out and maybe get on your knees or step out and give me worship. It's, it's not me, me, what I like, what I want God do it for me. It's if God might say, go, 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 go reach out to that one, pray with them or go, go tell them something for me. Amen. And, and on and on. Go pray for them. God's going to heal them right now. Amen. I, I did something for you. I want you to stand up and tell everybody about it. Well, praise the Lord. There's times like when you obey God, you can't do that in the flesh and just going through the, a, a dry routine. Amen. That you ought to be able to just, just be sensitive. One of my prayers that is consistent is, Lord, I want to, I want you to be able to touch my, my heart and my mind so easily. I want to be sensitive to you because when you're disconnected, the Bible talks about not just, you know, a lot of folks think church is getting in the spirit. Oh, I was in the spirit. You know, the Bible talks about walking in the spirit. The Bible talks about living in the spirit. It's not always just, uh, you know, walking down the street on the verge of speaking in tongues and, and trembling and shit. No, 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 no. Walking in the spirit just means you're connected. You're still plugged in on the way home. You didn't just all of a sudden. And now this, I, I've seen it. I remember very early just growing up before, long before I was preaching and pastoring. I remember getting up, dancing and shouting with somebody and uh, around me, brothers around me and just feeling of God and feeling good and feeling just overwhelmed by the mercy and the grace of God and just the joy of the Lord. It's kind of like some of you tonight. And then all of a sudden the music stopped and, and we're done. Say, hey, go ahead and go back to your seat. And, and, and somebody next to me, I, I got this real cold shoulder and turn around and like, what kind of spirit were you just in? How does that work? How does that work? If you're jumping and shouting and can't love somebody by you and forgive them, man, what are you doing? If you're going to unplug it, go out in the car and pick up where you left off with your argument. Amen. What are you doing in church? I'm talking about more than just going through the motions. Being plugged into what you're doing. Being able to get to a place. I know sometimes it's not always easy. I don't know for my friends that might be in Leviticus right now reading your Bible. But yeah, God can, can talk to you. Take your time. And let him talk to you. You know, you might just say, oh, I want to get through my Bible reading. What? Wait, wait, wait. What's the point? Maybe you just read a verse and stop and say, God, that's so good. Get that to sink into me. I'm going to stop right there with that one verse and God, I'm going to talk to you for a little bit. And I'm going to carry that with me through the day. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to go later on. I'm going to have lunch with my wife and I'm going to say, you know what? I I just read this in the Bible. It it really helped me and it really blessed me. It might not be a big, long theological conversation, but you know what? It it just brings it down into my life a little bit better, too. Plugged in. Plugged in. We're so distracted. We're so distracted. Amen. Praise God. We could go on a little bit longer with that because, you know, we need... Loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is like unto the first. You can't take the two apart. Loving your neighbor as yourself. Let's not be distracted. Let's take our time and, and just take the little bit of time we have together and make it count. Let's, let's bring Jesus into our conversations and our, and our relationships. And, and uh, when you're going through the motions, but I'm still in church and I'm not leaving church. And I'm, and you're, but you're not plugged in. 
you've already kind of spiritually left. You know how folks say, well, I won't be there on Sunday, but I'll be there in spirit. You know, sometimes I know it might be very unavoidable and you want so much to be here. I'm not uh, criticizing that at all, but. But there's some people that aren't are here physically and not here in spirit. Amen. To uh, to be strong in God, to make it, you, you need to be connected. You need to be you need to be connected. If you're not connected, that's a bad sign. It's a bad sign. Dropping down a little bit as I turned to this portion of scripture, I. I it almost uh, took me by surprise. I forgot that verse 15 is right there, right right in the context of talking to folks that were backslidden. He's calling them back. And verse 15 says, I will give you pastors. It's no more than just having somebody preach at you. Something a lot of people don't get. And I know if, biblically as well as in our experience, there's a lot more bad than good in leadership. But God said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and good understanding. It's a bad sign if you're not connected. I want to take it a little bit farther and say it's a bad sign if you're not corrected. If if somebody can't talk to you and say, hey, I've got some concerns. You know, I found something out. For a long time, I did mostly, you know, just... uh, uh, pastored for quite a few years and have had a lot of folks get upset over the years, to say the least. And I realized something to much of what they probably would not agree with. I started, got some jobs that kind of went a little bit longer than I thought. I got some jobs that, um, you know, uh, I worked a lot more hours and Stopped really kind of getting jobs that were in factories and manual labor. Just I told them for the longest time, I want something just mindless. And uh, I'll get dirty. I'll get sweaty. I'll work weird hours. Just give me a job. And, you know, I got to a time where I was like, I'm tired of getting dirty and sweaty and working weird hours. So uh, I told them uh, I started looking for jobs where I could work with people. And I had a lot of uh, and I had a lot of success with that. And I found out something to the maybe disagreement of a lot of folks, I, I, I find it very easy to make friends. I find it very easy to be just people's best friend. I, I, I find it fun to get along with people. But you know something in this world? I could, I've been in so many different circumstances and situations where people just, just, uh, just connected with them. But once you step into a position of leadership, it changes the whole dynamic. And once you feel, and parents, you know what I'm talking about. You want to buy ice cream. You want to go to the park. You want to swim. You want to do all the fun things. But the moment you are talking to somebody and telling them what they need to hear, but they probably don't want to hear, you are evil. You're a horrible person. You hate them. You're picking on them. And you've always been that way. Amen. It's easy to be a good friend when you just tell people what, you know, how, how awesome they are and, 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 and help people and, and just try to be a blessing. But the moment you step into a position, praise God, we talked about this a lot, but there's people in church that say, I love the fact that I have accountability. All right. 
Because that's safe for me. That puts that, that fence up for me. Amen. Praise God. The preacher showed me a lot of love today. He asked me what side of the fence I was on. He's looking out for me. He doesn't want, to get, he doesn't want me to get bit. Amen. He doesn't want me to backslide. I'm not, I'm not threatened by that. But there's a difference when you've got in your heart backsliding that you are threatened by someone to tell you, that's not best. That's not right. It's amazing how how angry and how how just hurtful and hateful people can be when you're just trying to to help them. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I I've been shocked at some of the some of the very 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 hurtful things that have been said over the years. Praise it. Just trying to say, hey, wait, 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 wait. We've always believed like that. It's just you this time that's starting to drift in that direction. Want to make sure you understand that that's dangerous. Amen. If you're not connected, that's dangerous. If you cannot be corrected, that's dangerous. I told you so often about a, a man in the Old Testament, Abigail's husband, and uh, he 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 was just just very very angry and very suspicious of David, and he got David very angry, and it kind of rubbed off on him, and and. Uh, and Abigail understood that, hey, we're in trouble. We made the wrong person angry, and we need to talk to my husband and make sure he understands, he, make things right here. And, and they said, he's a man that no man can talk to. You can't talk to him. You can't reason with him because he wants what he wants. If you want what God wants, you need to be easily addressed. The Bible talks about wisdom that's from above, is pure, it's peaceable, it's easily entreated. If you are wise... Praise God. You're not threatened by somebody checking in and just making sure you got all your ducks in a row. Amen. You appreciate that input. You appreciate someone who might have some wisdom and care enough to to help you. But in this day that we're living in, so full of entitlement, so full of uh, of such sensitivity that everything's got to be so politically correct. Hey, I'll tell you, that doesn't belong in the church. We have to be able to say, hey, you preach to me and you help me be saved. Amen. Too many people have fallen away. Too many people. What's it going to take to get me saved? You tell me what I need to hear. Yeah. Amen. It's easy to say amen. <laughs> it's another thing altogether. Praise God when you're you're making those decisions. Praise God. Nobody likes me. Everybody's picking on me. Now, that's just, uh, it's healthy. Now, I, I'm not talking about just everybody in your business. I'm talking about a few choice people in your family, your friends, your pastor to be able to say, hey, can I ask you just how you doing on some things? Bible talks about confessing your faults to one another that you may be healed. Amen. It talks about that kind of, that kind of camaraderie. That, that, that we are leaning on one another. And again, in that kind of teamwork, that, that your weakness, your, your, it affects us all. Amen. Praise the Lord that, that, that if we're going to do well, we, we need to be building one another up. And so, so one thing I, I, I would be concerned with if, if, is I'm, if I'm not connected, that, I need to be easily touched, sensitive to the presence of God. If I'm, I'm not corrected, if it can't be corrected, I need to, I need to be easily approached. Amen. I don't want to be, feel threatened. I don't want to feel like, like everything is, 
Well, this kind of leads to my next point. Praise God. Second Peter one verse three. This verses these verses have been on my heart probably the the whole week. Amen. Second Peter one verse three. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us. I love this. I preached a few services on this, I think, in a little kind of a mini series, if you will. He's called us unto glory and virtue. If you really understand that God brought you out of darkness, brought you out of sin, you want to get as far away from that as you can. My old habits, my old lifestyle, my old bad choices that were taking me down. I'm not, be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're called unto glory and virtue. Brother Mike was talking about the identity of a soldier. We are called unto glory. That is Dignity and excellence. Those words in kind of a more modern vernacular. When you realize, God, you picked me up. I'm not trying to be like I was. I'm trying to, I'm trying to express who Jesus is. I know what it's like. Huh? When I gr- was growing up, you know, everybody, it's important to somebody find your own identity and express who you are. And everybody knows you and you have your cliques in school and all that. And you're kind of, kind of just one with them. You're identified with them. But you know what? When I got the Holy Ghost, I said, God, I want to be, I want to express you. I want people to see you. I want them to, to know you. It's not about me anymore. And it is a life of dignity. And when I look at going back, I, I think I, I realize what it says about backsliding in, in one of Peter's epistles, that it's like a dog going back to its vomit. You know, I mean, we're, we're all pet lovers here. But, you know, I mean, it, it breaks your heart, you know, because you wanted to be, you know, it's, that's, your, that's your child there. Say, what are you doing? And the dog said, oh, that's still good. That's still good. I don't know why you're so mad. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's, that's the, the disgusting illustration of going back to an old life, a, a pig going back to the mud. The nature of that dog, it's, 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 that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But he says, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were made holy. You ought to look at that old life and say, I don't want anything to do with it. Amen. Amen. I, I want to get as far away from it as possible. It's dignity. It's excellence. I know what it's like and I understand and I agree. I said something like this here recently where people stumble, people make mistakes. But you get back up. You press on, you learn and you grow. Amen. You, you don't just say, well, nobody's perfect. No, you hate that. You have a life of excellence now. I don't understand a life that's, well, I understand because uh, somewhat because it's a, it's false doctrine. It's deception. But a child of God that is plugged in, a child of God, he wants to be excellent. He wants every part of his life to be the best it can be for God. Amen. You, you have been called to something that, that exhibits the glory of God. And you want people to see how great God is in you. So it says he has called us to glory and virtue, whereby we are given 
are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So I said not being connected is dangerous. I said not being corrected is dangerous. And I'm just going to kind of bring it down to not being detected. Kind of starting to get sneaky. You know, when you're a child of God, you got nothing to hide. You don't have to tell a lot of lies. You can just be open and clear about things and just live your life. Amen. If you feel like you've got to hide something, probably should be red, red flags. Amen. And lights flashing. Praise God. Because we are called unto excellence. You don't have to be ashamed of excellence. Now, if you're trying your best and you stumble, there's no shame in that. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. But when you're trying to justify sin and you've already been kind of going through the emotions, but not really plugged in, not really connected, and you cannot fathom why any, it's anybody's business to try to help you and, and, and correct you when that's it's everybody's business. Amen. It's God's will that we, we help one another. I'm not saying we publish it. I know I've been around churches already and maybe in certain circumstances. I, I know of people who said, man, they just called them out in the middle of the church and have to stand up. And the Bible does that rebuke for all those that sin rebuke for all that the rest will fear. But we, we don't take that real. Uh, we, we don't just do that all the time. Amen. We're, we're sensitive and, and uh, to, to people and not trying to, to embarrass anybody. But to be able to get counsel, to be able to get input, to be able to, to, to be able to hear from God through people that care about you. Like I said, in your family, close friends, pastor, that, that, that are invested in you. But if you're spending up some energy trying not to be detected, starting to get a little sneaky. Wouldn't want my children to see what I'm doing. I wouldn't want them to do what I do. Wait a minute. Then it must be wrong. I, I, I don't feel like I want... Christians to catch me. Well, why? Right. Something's wrong. Yeah. When, when you ha- realize that God is calling you to excellence, dignity, better, you want to shout it from the rooftops. Amen. Right. You excite to give God glory, not you. Don't get me wrong. Right. But when you are now trying to hide some things, amen. Well, praise God. It's not a good path you're on. It is true. It's been said here already. Before I was even stepped in and read a text, it's obvious that God's already just stirring people, saying, hey, let's be careful. Hey, let's look at ourselves and make sure. Well, praise the Lord. It's, 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 it's very easy. I'm not a, saying I'm against it per se, but it's very easy to, to tell me right here and now, hey, I am not ever going to backslide. I am not going to. But you know what? Praise God. That also is easier said than done. You can say it, but you gotta, you gotta back it up. And I'm going to tell you some of the best things that I, there's many, many more things I'm sure that we could cover, but some of the very basic things are just, just stay plugged in. Let God be sensitive to the spirit of God and, and, and don't, don't discount. Don't ever be afraid of, of somebody that cares enough about you to say, Hey, wait a minute. I'm concerned. I'm worried about you. Praise God. And if you feel like there's a need to just try to cover up, make weak excuses or, you know, be sneaky about it, probably already gone. 
spiritually. It's time to just go ahead and turn around and get back. The exciting thing about this is God is dealing with them constantly. Constantly trying to draw them back. Constantly trying to read. There's times where you read it and, uh, and you think, wow, God is so angry at their sins. He's done. You, you hear what he's saying. He's done. He's done. He's, he's ready. He tells Moses one time, you know what? I'll just uh, get them out of the way and I'll start a new, uh, a new nation from you and your children. Amen. But you know what? There's a lot more Bible past Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. You know why? Because God's mercy endures forever. God's reaching. But don't take that mercy as a license to sin. Don't take that mercy as somehow God's okay to just let you go any way you want. Because backsliding is, is very real. And God, God will call you back and, and renew you if you'll, if you'll let him. If you'll be real. If you'll humble yourself. Turn from your wickedness and call on him. He'll hear you and he'll forgive you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Help us, God. A lot of things that kind of look like being a Christian, talk like being a Christian, but like we quoted earlier, not everybody says, Lord, Lord, is, is going to enter into the kingdom of God. Not everybody that's seeing sick healed and devils cast out. But it's people that are in love with God so much. They're connected. It's not shallow experience. It's not like the seed that was planted on stony ground. You've been through a lot. You're fighting some battles. It's when you need to be connected the most. The devil's telling you that it's just harder for you to stay connected because of what you've been through. Uh-uh. No, that's when your friends get closer. And God's your best friend. That's when you reach out the most. It's not time to get shallow when you're, when you're in the midst of the storm. It's time to get to that foundation and hold on. So easy to be, to deceive ourselves. That's why we need, we need help. this. I don't know if you recognize this at all, but just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that I don't have input in my life. I've, I, talk to, I talk to my pastor every week without fail at least once. And I've got other brothers that I consider elders in my life that I have told without any hesitancy, you see something in me. You start picking up in just a bad attitude in me. Something that, that worries you. Talk to me. Please love me enough to talk to me. You say, brother, that's just talk. No, we've had conversations. I've talked to people. I've had these heart-to-heart talks about going through hard times. It's when I need it the most. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not afraid of... I'm not threatened by somebody that can 
can tell me what they're feeling, what they're seeing. I take that seriously. I won't just discount that. I'll pray about that. I'll listen to that. I know you've been hurt. I know a lot of people, and myself included, you've been you've been attacked and and, and you've been torn down and people have gossiped and, and, and tried to ruin you. I understand that as much as anybody here. But I will not allow that to build walls in my life to where I can't have somebody try to minister to me. Because that's a dangerous place to be. Disconnected from the Spirit of God. Not able to be corrected or directed by the people around me. Oh, help us, Lord. We're trying so hard not to be detected. Putting any energy at all and trying to cover up and hide what we're really doing, what we're really like, what we really are about. Don't. Don't. Now's the time. Now's the time to just say, God, I, I need to get back. I need to I need to get renewed. I need your strength. God will help you. God doesn't want you to be lost. God doesn't want you to fall away. He loves you. He loves you. His relationship, His friendship with you. Yes, He does. But you've got to not let that slip. You've got to nurture that relationship. It's not all just on His side. He's looking for a bride that's just head over heels in love with Him. That means you're going to make some decisions based on what He likes. What He wants. And you're going to surrender your life to Him. Come on, let's find a place to pray.
out of their lives. Push. I'll tell you, the people that do the best welcome, welcome that just checking up, making sure you're all right and praying for you. God laid something on my heart. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. God, uh, maybe, maybe it's nothing, but, but I feel like I'm, I, I feel something. I want to, I want to make sure you're doing okay. I'm not, I, I, I'm not worried about that. Thank you for checking on me. I've, I, I've had times where I, I wasn't really even sure. I just, just concerned and knew somebody was going through hard times and just, just checking up and, and, and right away just anger and well, I might not be able to, to help them, but I can see that I was right on target. God, help them. Oh, God. Hallelujah. God will help you. God will help you make it all the way through whatever we got to face, through whatever troubles are coming your way. God will give you the strength, but there's a right way to walk. Don't drift back to who you were. Don't try to go back to who you were. Don't come on. You were getting out of Egypt. We're going towards the promised land. Amen. Continue on. Continue on growing, learning in a life of excellence, a life of dignity. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand. Father, I thank you again for your presence. I thank you for helping us today. Lord, your spirit is speaking to us. I feel it. Lord, you just know who it's for. But God, I pray that each one would take heed to your word. Lord, in these last days, it's no, there's no time to play when the devil's fighting so hard, when, Lord God, we're seeing so many things come to pass around us. Lord, help us more than ever, more than ever, Lord, to be solid, to be real, to be surrendered to you, that you change us, mold us, and shape us. Oh, I thank you for it, God. You're so good to us. It is truly a life of excellence. It's a life of blessing. God bless your people now. I pray, God, every heart, every life, every home, God, that you just work in them and through them. 
for your glory. We love you so much. Keep us safe. Keep us in good health, God. And Lord, we just give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. God bless you.